bread and water is so easily turned into tea and toast, there's always time to partake with a friend. I'm Jennifer Stowe from Three Sisters Tea Room. And I'm Julia Stowe from Blossom Arts. Sharing tea for a moment today because life is beautiful. Welcome to Tea and Toast. to the tea room. It's a happy place to be. <laughs> yes, we're sitting here at the table. Uh, you just finished up an herbal class mm -hmm. on, tell us what? Um, many uses of herbal salves. Kind mm -hmm. of uh, herbal basic. Yes. Mm -hmm. We made a few different kinds of salves and it was really fun class. Yes. So it still smells like essential oils. It does. And that's, I love coming up after your classes to the tea room because it does smell like just an infusion of, of beautiful scents and um, it's very enjoyable to be up here. I think the essential oils must lift your spirits because it just makes me happy to smell those yes, smells. And plus it smells like you. <laughs> you sort of just walk in a cloud of essential oils. So that is beautiful. But I was noticing that you have the blue tablecloths on the table, which My we favorite used. Tablecloths. Mm -hmm. They are your favorites. And we use these maybe for our tea around the world. Yes, maybe. our tea flights. Because mm -hmm. yeah. they look sort of... Um, Turkish or Middle Eastern or something like that. They so. kind of can be whatever culture you mm -hmm. set the tables with. They yeah. can be lots of different countries. But the blue kind of reminded me of what we're starting later on this month. Our Three Sisters Blue Stocking Society. Which is very and, exciting. Yes, and we're drinking out of these marvelous blue cups and saucers which are heavy and kind of chunky and but they hold a lot of tea they do, and, and keep it really hot they're so thick yeah. and I love them and they're probably in four or five different shades of contrasting blues and oh I just love the blues but we bought these special for our blue stocking club or society and that will our first meeting will be uh, the fourth Friday of April I believe it's April 28th, but don't hold me to that, <laughs> at, at 2 o'clock here in the Tea Room. And as we talked about on an earlier podcast, we're going to engage in rational, rational conversation, conversations, which a lot of people don't really understand, is just a bunch of friends <laughs> getting together and talking about something new over tea and cake. <laughs> that just sounds like a lovely afternoon. So we hope everybody can join us. The, that is filling up quickly. I just posted that and it is filling up quickly. But before we get on to our topic for today, I was going to ask you about a little cultural moment you might like to share with people. Well, not that long ago, although it seems like a long time ago because on this day in particular, it was, oh, maybe 30 degrees and rainy and today is sunny and beautiful. So mm -hmm. it feels like a while ago, right. but just a few weeks ago, we went down to Chattanooga to the Hunter Museum of American Art mm -hmm. and... Um, it was really an enjoyable day. It's a unique old mansion that they've converted into an art museum. and uh, As well as a modern building. As well as a modern building, yeah. I think you sort of um, walked through the timeline of art right. through the old building into the new. Mm -hmm. um, right, and honestly, as much as we've studied art through school, I probably know the least about 20th century American artists. Once you get past Mary Cassatt and... and um, Georgia O'Keeffe uh, and the Wyatts. I don't really know too many modern 20th century American artists. So I was very excited to go. Mm -hmm. And we did see some beautiful pieces of art. Yes. Um, but overall, we're pretty disappointed in the art museum. 
Yes, some of the painting was beautiful, some American Impressionists mm-hmm. and some portraits and mm-hmm. things like that that were really beautiful, but uh, we were definitely struck by the agenda of the information plaques mm-hmm. and the uh, art that was displayed, it's particularly in the modern section. Right, right, and it, w- it was unavoidable, and it, mm-hmm. it really... Yes, it, and even the reinterpreting mm-hmm. of um, really beautiful pieces of older artwork. Um, Especially some of the landscapes of yes. the westward expansion mm-hmm. sort of timeline, and really uh, was disappointing. It was, mm-hmm. it was very sad. And because it was so cold, it was <laughs> so rainy that day, we couldn't even walk the river, bri- the bridge over the river, or the yes. r- uh, river walk, we just kind of got in the car and headed home. <laughs> Although we did get a lovely, uh, we kind of got trapped in the mist in the mountains and we stopped did. for coffee, which we was did. very fun. We did. Yes, and that was a, that was a real highlight. And so, yeah. Yes. That was, so it was very but, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were all together. We had the boys yes. and the girls with us. And so that made it extra special anyways, no matter uh, what we do, that's mm-hmm. always fun. So Always an adventure. Yes. I just realized we didn't mention what was in our beautiful blue teacups well we need to remedy that because it is a really (laughs) very special thing and it was a gift to us from our just a dear tea friend who shares so many wonderful teas with us and this is called um, a dark rose and it is a china black tea that is delicious very very good um that's been infused with rose petals Mm -hmm. And it's probably done in a similar way that jasmine green is, where they lay the the petals over top and let it infuse into the tea. But this one is a little bit different because it was compressed. So you can actually see the tea leaves. They didn't remove them Mm -hmm. as they often do for jasmine tea. uh, Jasmine The rose petals, yeah. You can see the rose petals in the compressed um, black tea. And... It's actually the little compressed tablets are shaped in hearts, and it is really, really sweet. Now, you and I, I always say we're kind of purists. We don't like a lot of floral in our tea, but again, this one just nails it. It well, is so good. When I smelled it, the rose is quite strong, mm-hmm. and I thought this may have to uh, be a little too overpowering, but it's perfect. It is. I kind of thought we're going to be drinking perfume. Yes. But. Wow, what a delicious, it's just an essence, mm-hmm. and you can really, really taste the black china tea, yes. which is so gentle and, and, and delicate with the rose. Highly recommend it. It comes from Tea Source, you can order online, it's Dark Rose, and it probably was for Valentine's Day, I'm guessing, yes. because it was, it was compressed hot. hearts. Yeah, yes. just, just, but it feels festive anyway. It day. does, <laughs> just lovely, and honestly, this is a special tea, but it's not too fussy that you can only enjoy it when you're sitting down out of your fine teacups, you can just take this to go because it's mm. that, it, it's, it's very versatile. smooth, caramelly tea. Yeah, yeah. very versatile. Lovely. Yes, indeed. Well, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about tea, of course. <laughs> and today I wanted to discuss a very unique type of tea. Mm-hmm. Everyone is familiar with um, green tea, black tea, and a lot of people now are familiar with white tea or Pu'er tea, mm-hmm. matcha certainly. There's even a yellow tea that's starting to come onto the market. It's it's quite a bit more rare, and it's not a lot of it's not being exported into this country just yet. But there's one tea that is our absolute all-time favorite. Absolutely, and it's the a huge category of tea, and we need to talk about it because uh, it's just that great. And it's oolong, and oolong 
T is something that has really changed in the last few years. There are some new and marvelous oolongs coming on the market. But what's really unique about oolong is when you think about green tea, you get an image of a light colored liquor, mm -hmm. you get an image of a, um, a very pale green, maybe yellow color, and it smells vegetal or maybe grassy, mm -hmm. maybe even a little um, marine-like mm -hmm. quality. Um, and then when you think about black tea, you get a whole different idea. You yeah. see your dark color, you the rich aroma, whatnot. But when you think about oolong, you could think about anything from those two extremes and everything in the middle. Yet, it is not a green, it is not a black. It's its own special category. Oolong runs a, a range of oxidation from about 20% oxidized, which would be very, very little mm -hmm. beyond just the withering and um, wilting of the tea leaves. You know, the, it's, it's um, heated and, and processed just the tiniest little bit with heat. So it's still quite light color and taste, all the way up to about 60% oxidized, which is just short of black tea. Um, so we can um, see a very dark oolong and a very light mm -hmm. oolong and then lots in between. You can have 40, 50, 60% oxidation and each one is going to give you a different oolong taste experience. But what's very interesting is oolongs used to only be Chinese teas. Mm -hmm. And now, lately, other countries are putting out oolongs. Now I know Taiwan is kind of still pretty close, you know, yeah. was part of China, but uh, they are putting out their own oolongs. And they have incredible oolongs. Yeah. There's something called a Taiwanese milk oolong or a Taiwanese milky oolong, something you know, different places name it different things. That is dreamy. Not only is it a very light green, yellow, mm -hmm. straw color, lightly oxidized, has a pretty um, strong mouthfeel. I mean, you feel yeah. like you're drinking something and coating your, your tongue and everything with a creamy flavor. And also, it's kind of like coconut. coconut. It tastes like buttered popcorn. <gasps> it's a really yes. odd yes. flavor, but it's delicious. Yes. Like, like a sweet buttered popcorn. Like, remember Laura Ingalls Wilder used to put popcorn in milk? Yeah, It's kind of like, like that. that. It is really quite delicious and so that's been something that's kind of been new on the market but you and I have a real soft spot for that uh, heavily oxidized mm -hmm. oolongs the wee mountain oolongs where they have the um, you know the, the black dragon which is what oolong means in Chinese and it's these beautiful big tea leaves that are dried and fired and rolled and they're supposed you're supposed to look at the tea leaves and appreciate the dry tea leaves and look for the ones that look like the black dragon because of the heavy oxidation the tea leaves are quite dark mm -hmm. and they're they're rolled and so some of them have these necks and tails Beautiful, graceful shape mm -hmm. yes. and uh so it's fun to to play around with that but we like that so much it has can you you want to describe the flavor or the color um well the color is similar to what we're drinking right now. Mm -hmm. It's definitely on the amber side, mm -hmm. but it's a sort of honey colored, mm -hmm. um, not as dark as a black tea. Mm -hmm. But oh, I don't know if you can describe the flavor. Yeah. It's a roasted mm -hmm. with a, a great deal of sweetness to it um, and still fresh. 
but uh, with a wonderful fired flavor. Yes, it it does. It has uh, a little bit of a smoke to it, but nothing like nothing Russian like, caravan yeah. or Lapsang Souchong. Nothing like that. It's roasted, toasty kind of flavor. But you're right. It is light and fresh, and it has a sweet aftertaste, and you never would put anything in an oolong. No. Nothing. It would ruin the oolong. <laughs> First of all, the greens are, the if, if it's lightly oxidized, it just couldn't hold up to uh, yes. any kind of milk or sugar. Mm-hmm. And then the, the heavier oxidized, the darker oolongs, you just lose all the complexity of the flavors. Well, and with all of the oolongs, kind of across mm-hmm. the board, the thing that to me sets them apart from a green tea or a black tea, even if they might be in that range, is the um, lack of any sharpness or um, acidity to the flavor. They're so warm and creamy. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. Because you can, you can oversteep your oolong, your dark mm-hmm. oolong, and still not have it be bitter. No. And if it's a little too strong, you can just add some more hot water. <laughs> and, and that works out just fine. Unlike a black tea, which sometimes you kind of have ruined if, yes. if you oversteep it. So, uh, yeah, that's it. And that, that's very true. And we have, we've really, you said something, Mom, we should be drinking oolong for this <laughs> we podcast. Should've. But we've been sampling quite a few oolongs lately. So we're kind of oolonged out, if that's even possible. <laughs> but we decided we wanted to do something different. But the reason we're talking about oolong so much is because we're having um, our, our T201, the next level, our, our um, tea retreat. And this time we're going to be featuring five different oolongs. And they are five that we had never tasted. Mm, I think maybe the dark we had tasted. That's our favorite. Only, our favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only one. And we were kind of amazed at what we tasted. And they, I will say out of the five, there's two that are dark and three that are light mm-hmm. in the oxidation. So it's leaning more toward the lighter oxidized. These are oolongs that came in small batches, small quantities, so I really don't serve them while we have teas. I mean, this is strictly for the workshop. I think I just got a few ounces of some of them. They were so limited. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to share this with people. Uh, So our workshop is going to be on, is it June 30th? June 30th. Only six seats are available, and we encourage people if they're oolong lovers or even if they're just tea lovers who want to kind of go to the next Mm -hmm. level because most people are familiar with a black tea most people are familiar with green tea and they say "Ooh, i don't like the green teas (laughs) which we'll have to do a a A green green tea tea workshop workshop. we will uh because we've really learned to appreciate them but um if you're ready to just try something unique in the tea world come try the oolongs with us in the T201 workshop, June 30th. And we always have plenty of tea. We weigh, everyone weighs out their tea. Mm-hmm. They learn about the growing conditions and the, where it was harvested and whatnot, how it was processed. We weigh out the teas, we steep our own teas. And you learn some of the skills on how to handle the loose leaf teas yes. that some people are kind of intimidated about. Yes, yeah. and how to make a really perfect cup mm-hmm. of tea so you can properly enjoy some that's of right. those unique loose leaf teas. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm all for just throwing a bit of leaves in a pot <laughs> and seeing what happens. But when you have these really, really outstanding, um, limited 
quantity teas. Yeah. You want to be perfect. And we drink lots of tea. We all get a little loud and, and excited. <laughs> and then we share a lunch together and chit chat over um, what, or we sit outside and just enjoy the quiet because mm-hmm. hopefully in June it'll be a beautiful day. Sounds like it'll be a lovely event. Yes, and people can find that on our website. That sounds wonderful. Well, I think that about wraps up the oolong discussion, Julia. Well, the oolong discussion could go on for a very long time, but we have to leave something for June 30th. We do, and we don't want everybody to lose interest in the podcast. So, But um, you did a class here today, which yeah. uh, I'm always so glad to open the tea room up because it's a really good extension of tea when you work on these herbal classes. It's just perfect. But you have moved into town just mm-hmm. to be a little bit closer to work and to have good internet coverage <laughs> for, for finishing up school, which we can't really have out here in the country. But you have a darling little house in town, which is amazingly quiet and secluded, but right off the main road. And you've dubbed it the greenhouse. Yes. And the greenhouse is just a beautiful expression of all things that you love. It's got already the front porch is overflowing with plants, the side porch is overflowing with plants, and you've got um, a lovely little green yard. But you are starting, because you're in town and so accessible to so Mm -hmm. many people, you are starting a Make It Monday herbal uh, workshop where you can accommodate eight ladies? About eight ladies. In the greenhouse. And make a herbal remedy of some kind mm-hmm. or herbal, herbal preparation of some kind that they can make in the class and take home and then share some snacks and, and conversation, conversation and over some herbal teas. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it is a place that um, people can come and start building their, their herbal apothecary with the things they make there and also building some herbal friendships. Yes, yes. Yes, the friendships are definitely needed. Yes, so definitely a time of of fellowship and conversation as well as um, making an herbal remedy. Right. And everything should be um, a project that you can make in an hour. Right, right. And so when are you going to hold these, hon? The first and third Monday of every month, beginning in May. Great, great. And I just have to say, the greenhouse (laughs) has two parts to its name. One is, of course... You love to grow things, and you've got already, you haven't been there a month, and you've already got plants galore on the windowsills and and rooting on the kitchen counters. But also, when we walked in, the kitchen has green counters, the bathroom has green fixtures, um, you have a green table that we bought years ago, you've got a green Hoosier cabinet. It was just the perfect yes. name for that house. So I'm so, so glad. So the classes will be in the green kitchen of the greenhouse. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And where will people find out about your uh, classes? They will be posted on my website, blossomartstn.com. The Make It Mondays are not up there for reservations yet, but um, they will be up there shortly. Yes. So okay. some information is up there, but not a reservation form. Right. Okay, hon. And you'll still be doing classes here, I Still be doing classes here. My favorite place to be. <laughs> okay. Well, that's wonderful. And as always, if you enjoy our podcast, we would just be tickled if you'd leave us a review. Yes, we would. Yes, we would. It would, it would make our day. Yes, it would. But until next time, sweetheart, I think that's everything. All right. I love you, Mama. I love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tea and Toast. I'm Jennifer Stowe of Three Sisters Tea Room. 
And I'm Julia Stowe of Blossom Arts. Find us online at threesisterstearoom.com or blossomartstn.com and on Facebook. Thank you for joining us.